You're listening to Khan Podcasts. Some critics of the plan to reform the judiciary say the overhaul will end the only effective check on the power of the ruling majority. Supporters of the plan say that the court's current powers subvert the will of Israeli voters. Legal scholars and prominent jurists have taken positions on both sides of the issue. Professor Oded Modric, a former vice president of the Tel Aviv District Court and currently a professor at Ariel University and special advisor to the AYR law firm, does not think the reforms will spell the end of Israeli democracy. He told us that while he does not agree with all elements of the proposed reform, the proposals are overall reasonable. I don't think it is neither an the end of uh, Israeli democracy, no um, any um, dangerous effect on the way our court system behaves. I don't think so. In my mind, the proposal is reasonable. You have to, it should be a little bit restricted, changed in many aspects. But my basic uh, vision or idea is that that's a good proposal. Let's look a little more closely then at the elements of this proposal. There is the issue of the override clause uh, regarding the court's ability to strike down laws passed by the Knesset. Uh, There's issues about the standing of the legal advisors in ministries. There is the matter of the question of reasonability uh, that courts would use in assessing issues. What are the areas where you say there should be some tweaking or adjustments? What are the areas where you do have some concern? In the first place, with one of these components, I simply disagree. I think the position of the legal advisors, especially the attorney general, should be kept. I mean, the government is under the rule of law. It has to abide to the law. And if there is somebody who reflects the law, who tells the correct law to the government, this is the attorney general. The attorney general is not simply an advisor is the one who explains or decides for the government what the law says until it it should be changed by by courts but not by anybody else it's not up to the government to decide whether its behavior is legal or not so that's a component with which i disagree the other components i would agree in certain adjustments, for instance, the override clause, I think it should be started from the decision of the court. If the Supreme Court in a, a large panel would decide against a governmental decision in a meaningful majority, I mean, or, at, or otherwise, if there is a meaningful minority which would support the decision of the government, then there is a reason or reasonable reason for uh, override uh, clause. If it's not, if if they receive the the decision, I mean, the court unanimously or with a great majority, there is no place for the override clause. And I think that even Minister Levine agrees with it. He said that if the 
decision of the court is reached unanimously, then there is no place for any override over it. So, I, I mean, my suggestion is that it should be a little bit adjusted, not only by a unanimous uh, decision, but also if there is a, a small, I think, minority of justices that would agree with the government, then there is no place for changing the decision of the government. So you're saying that the onus then is that there has to be a broader consensus among the justices to make some kind of change because there's been much more discussion and focus. How many legislators are required to overturn that ruling by the court? Okay. Under the presumption that there is no meaningful or great majority in the decision of the court, then I think there is no any importance to the number of members of Knesset, provided that there are more than 60 members of Knesset, to overturn the Supreme Court's decision. Because you won't find it at any time a member of the opposition which will share the vision of the coalition in our, in our system. For instance, there would be no one in the opposition which would say that the nominating um, Derry as a minister is reasonable and there would be no one in the coalition that would uh, declare that it is unreasonable. I mean, everybody sticks to his position. So you will never reach a 70, 66, 67, 80 votes for a which has to unite at least part of the opposition with the coalition, you won't reach it in any time, at any time, according to the way that our parliament uh, behaves. So I think the most important uh, beginning for an overturn uh, decision is the way the uh, Supreme Court's uh, decision was reached. And then if you have a majority a majority, a strict majority in the Knesset, it would be enough for overturning the decision of the of the court. And yet, so it's a combination between the decision of the court and the decision of the Knesset. And yet, looking more broadly uh, at these proposed reforms, it just seems that on the one hand, they give the politicians more influence over choosing the judges by changing the judicial selection. They, uh, with the override clause, it seems, perhaps that's not entirely accurate, but it does seem that it makes more it more difficult for this kind of uh, judicial review to strike down. And the other element that was brought up is eliminating that component of the reasonability uh, clause. So overall, it really seems to be taking away, that's an impression, the powers of the judicial branch. I don't think so. In the first place, I don't see any meaningful change in the way the Supreme Court justices would be selected. There's no great change to the current position because the proposal suggests that the representatives of the Israeli bar should be replaced by uh, persons uh, from the public, uh, representatives of the public. 
אנשי ציבור, which would be selected by the Minister of Justice, that's correct, but if are relevant and good people, then I think in, in selecting the Supreme Court justices, there would be much better representation of the public than by the members of the bar. The second is the public uh, hearing in the uh, Committee of Law of the Knesset. I think the hearing is very important, is a very important change because, you know, publicity of everything is, is the best uh, recipe for reaching a good result. And the public should see and hear the selected person to be selected to the, to the Supreme Court. Nothing should be declared behind curtains or in closed rooms. And we have to emphasize that the committee of the Knesset does not have the right to select the people. It's just the stage where the hearing should be heard. So I think it's, a, it's a, quite a good uh, change. And then I think we have to talk about, and it's not easy to, to explain, at least for me, to explain the way that the, the clause of reasonability should be restricted. It is restricted, and I think the proposal restricts it just to a policy decision of the elected people of the government or maybe even in the municipalities, not, uh, there's no interference in um, decisions of the administration, of the officials in, within the in, uh, administration, but just in, for, for those, the policy makers. Policy making is the role of the, of the elected Uh, people, not the role of the court. The court should have, should have to deal with legal questions. Take, for instance, the problem of Derry. According to the de- definition of the president of the Supreme Court, there are three questions there. The question of the constitutional question of changing the law, which is a legal question, and they have the And it's the role of the court to deal with it. There is a question where there is a, a legal stoppage due to the, the decision of the first degree court, which dealt with the problem of dairy. And since he declared to the court that he would live the public life and change his mind in, uh, immediately, the question is if he is prevented to... be um, nominated to the government during to the way he reached the result of uh, the court in his case. And uh, I think this is also a legal question which the court has to deal with. But the third one, the question of reasonability of selecting him as a minister, is not the role of the court. It's the role of the prime minister. And the court just has to check whether the prime minister 
has based his decision on relevant things or reasons, not more than that. The question whether he balanced reasonably between those ingredients of his decision is not the role of the court. It is during the current law or the current uh, custom, I would say, but according to the proposal, it is going to be restricted. In this kind of question, the court will not be able to interfere unless there is a, an extreme, extremely wrong decision, and this would be, could be brought again to the court and would be subject to um, a reasonable way of overturning the court's decision.